You might be wondering, oh my god, it's that silly queen again. But listen to me, and listen to me carefully, don't scroll away yet. If you are 50 years or older, and you're a member of the LGBTQI plus community in the state of California, and it's before March 31st, 2024, you need to watch this. And I also want to remind you that in many of the states in our country, members of our community are under attack. They're getting it from all sides. And there's something happening in California we have a lot to be proud of, and I'm telling you about it next. At a time when so many states are attacking the LGBTQI plus citizens who live within their borders, news of the survey of LGBTQI plus older adults in California from challenges to resilience is not only healing and restorative at its core, but also historic. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this is The Snowstorm. Coming up in a couple minutes on my show, I will have my special guest, Jax Kelly, uh, uh, who has a, a doctorate and he has so many like letters behind his name. He's just amazing. And to tell you, he's JD MPH MBA. There, I got it. He's president of Let's Kick Ass Palm Springs, which is an inclusive social group seeking to reduce the stresses of AIDS survivor syndrome. Uh, but he does so much more. And um, he's he was very instrumental actually in the creation and launch of this survey and that's why i wanted to have him on uh if you are and i took the survey and we're going to talk about that as well it only takes about 20 minutes it's done online it's simple if you are watching live i can curate your marks your remarks onto the screen and i will unless you're watching over on instagram live which i monitor over here john lindner has joined on instagram live He's one of the promo homo TV superstars of my show, which gives me the opportunity to tell you that uh, I work a full-time job to then come home and do this nightly broadcast, and the people that support me for as little as $3 a month are allowing me to move toward a day when this can be my full-time job. I just need a couple thousand people around the world to come on at that level. Please consider being one of them. I want to thank Bill Lavy, who doubled his uh, contributions to Promo Homo TV as a production assistant, and Robert Carl and ClubPride.org, who just became Pride Paraders. And once again, that's all explained at patreon.com slash TV. I haven't looked at the live viewer comments yet, but I can see I have one. I'm going to guess, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's from my buddy Rock May. And it is! Uh, hi, Rock. He just shared the live feed. He's also one of my supporters. His online brand is Omni Muscle, and he gives everybody Omni hugs. That's very nice of him. So please don't go away because the snowstorm is coming up. I think that we're going to have a blizzard up in here. What do you think? I'm, I'm like stalling because I'm trying to find this. Promo Homo TV is all about empowering you, our communities, and our world. Shouting out to my media partners, Pink Media, amplifying Promo Homo TV across the Twitterverse with their hashtag I Love Gay campaign. GayDesertGuide.LGBT, 
and KK1065 Palm Springs, available worldwide. Ask your smart speaker to play KGAY. It's as simple as this. We will save our democracy in 2024, or we will watch the United States implode. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this crisis we face is why I have launched The Snowstorm, a nightly Hot Topics panel discussion show in which I will curate your social media comments into the show, and we will connect the conversation to action we can take to save America. Watch The Snowstorm nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific at promohomo.tv. I will be posting in the comments across social media the direct link to the survey that we're talking about in tonight's program. But I want to read to you some of what you're going to find on that page when you look, when you when you link through. You know, it's it's very emotional when you think about the the whole reason that this survey is existing. And it's also very emotional when you realize that I mean, even in California, members of the LGBTQI plus community are under attack, especially the trans community. And we already know that it's much worse for people in other states and, of course, in other parts of the world. So it, it's, it is comforting. It's historic. It is um, even at some levels for me healing to know that this survey is coming about. So getting to the text that you'll discover on the page Midlife and older LGBTQI plus Californians are part of a generation that faced extreme levels of stigma during their lifetimes, as well as a pride as pride in a movement that asserted civil rights for LGBTQI plus people of all ages. Despite the central role that LGBTQI plus Californians play, Californians play in California's history and in communities across the state. No baseline data are available that describe their aging experiences. Some studies, such as COVID-19 study of LGBTQIA plus older adults in San Francisco, suggest higher rates of isolation, depression, and suicide, suicide ideation, all of which could be addressed with, a more, res with more responsive and accessible services. As CDA and others seek to learn, California Department of something, I think, we'll get Jax to clarify that. As CDA and others seek to learn more about the aging experience of all Californians, yeah, California Department of Aging, that's what that stands for. As CDA and others seek to learn more about the aging experience of all Californians in support of the California Master Plan on Aging Goals for Equity and Inclusion, it is crucial that the unique life experiences within LGBTQIA plus communities are visible and honored. California's survey of midlife and older LGBTQI plus residents will paint an up-to-date and comprehensive statewide portrait to offer portrait period to offer insights about the experience of marginalized, marginalized and underserved LGBTQIA plus communities. The survey team is oversampling Black, Indigenous, people of color, Hispanic, Latinx, and Asian Pacific Islander communities, as well as rural and frontier communities. The survey data will form a first-ever baseline data set, which will be available to other researchers in an open-source format to encourage additional research and policy attention 
to the needs of midlife and older LGBTQI plus Californians. So um, I'm going to welcome to the show, because I've kept him backstage long enough, and he's the star of this episode, Jax Kelly, uh, right here. Hi, Jax. Hi, how are you, Nicholas? Good to be I'm here. I'm good. I hope you don't mind my Rachel Maddow-esque long lead to really step people up for what we're talking about. As long as you don't mind it, then my crazy Wi-Fi system that seems to be coming in and out every now and then. Well, for my viewers, he actually insisted on a hazy filter so he would look 10 years younger. <laughs> no, that's okay. As long as we can hear you, we're good. And if it can have technical difficulties on CNA, CNN, we can as well. Um, we already have three comments. Um, Yvonne Smith is watching Washington, D.C. in the house. Thank you, Yvonne. She's also sharing it. And uh, Rock says hello to you. Yvonne, since I believe you're a new viewer, the nightly snowstorm is about saving democracy. And I welcome you to share this show with your friends and let them know it's a resource and a platform. So, Jax, um, you have some history involved with this survey, and I was wondering if you would give my viewers the background of how it came to be. And just a reminder to the viewers, right now I'm posting the link to the page where you can find the survey. I've just done that. Yeah, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for that great introduction. Um, you know, uh, I just want to say that uh, I, you know, I like to introduce myself as a black gay man who's been living with HIV so that, uh, you know, I uplift those people who identify as well. So, um, and uh, the survey um, has been uh, a work in progress for a while. Uh, number one, the um, just, I think it was about two, three years ago, uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, decided that we needed to do something called a master plan for aging. And so he set into a motion a, um, all of the, the networks that work on aging in the state of California to actually start um, considering being prepared for 2030, which is the year that we expect. Oh, it's the so year that we expect that over a quarter of Californians will be over the age of 60. So. Uh, in this master plan for aging, one of the things that we wanted to address is equity issues, right? So I serve on an equity um, committee in aging and disability. And this um, uh, committee uh, has been meeting for, uh, I've been a member of it for over two years and uh, it's continuing on. And one of the projects it took on was um, this LGBTQIA survey which received funding from the Office of Aging in California. So the idea was, uh, and I have to say uh, uh, really uh, kudos uh, to one of our com uh, commissioners on the California Commission on Aging, uh, Marcy Edelman, who is a uh, San Francisco uh, Bay Area resident, um, a founder of the first LGBTQ uh, senior home and center in um, the Bay Area called Open House. And um, she has been um, a big advocate for um, getting data uh, on the LGBTQI community in California. So 
one of the projects that she was leading was to just say, look, um, if we're going to serve our LGBTQIA older persons, um, we need to know more about them. So we need to know uh, about their housing needs, their transportation, um, their health needs, um, and to do it in a way that um, is respectful. Uh, it it um, gets the data that we need and identifies our members of our community. So uh, right now, I think everything that I've been sending out recently has been in English, but we also have um, surveys that are available in Spanish, uh, Tagalog, and in Chinese. And I think that those are all available on that website that you put in the link, which is uh, probably easiest to find by going to aging.ca.gov and then scrolling down to the highlights area so that you can get to um, the LGBTQIA survey. Um, and I've put the whole URL on the screen, but aging.ca.gov is the key and then you can scroll down i actually do have because i'm a tv producer and all that i do have the ability to actually bring that page up uh which i'm going to do at this moment uh, so there we have uh the home page of the survey uh so this is beyond just going to aging.ca.gov mm -hmm. and uh that is where i was able to find that powerful language that i read at the top of the sh uh at, at the top of the show and then there's the direct the direct um take the survey button and the survey partners i'm glad you're here jacks because i could make out two of them that i i know their full name but one of the, of course, is UCSF, the University of Southern, uh, of uh, University of California, San Francisco, and then also Open House. But I am not familiar with uh, Citrus Bonato Institute, and that that logo is so small, I wasn't even sure I'm, uh, I'm naming it correctly. Yeah, no, uh, I think the the key thing to know about that organization is that with any research uh, that you do, you need people who understand numbers and statistics and um, can actually structure all that data collection in a, a way that's meaningful. And uh, along with uh, employees of the California Department of Aging, um, these are these partners are so important in terms of making sure that this data is meaningful. Um, Rock's, Rock is not old enough to participate in the survey, but he says that he half, I have to say, moving from North Dakota here to California, my health has improved greatly with everything directly and indirectly. And I am grateful, which, you know, there is a huge contrast between one state to the next in terms of, and he is a person of color, uh, in terms of what sort of accessibility is out there. Yeah, you know, the thing is, uh, this is a, the second survey by a state anywhere in the country. Um, so uh, that just- Was New York I, first? I believe it was Washington State. So, um, and a matter of fact, uh, some of the people I believe actually, the executive director from Open House, Kathleen Sullivan, I think was actually working on that when it was in Washington State and before she moved to California to lead Open House. Um, Yvonne Smith says, 
all office on aging should have LGBTQ councils to advise them. I love that. So uh, I'm going to share with my audience uh, after this break uh, some personal recent experiences, which Jax is aware of, of uh, a major depression I went through, as well as suicidal ideation and uh, how I got through it. But as a as a first person reminder of why this sort of work is very important. So I'll be back with Jax Kelly after this. particular shirt is the crux of the hopeful sexual campaign and it is designed to inspire authentic human connection while simultaneously combating sexual sexuality based shame and stigma and the really cool thing is if you go to hopefulsexual.com it takes you to an amazon store where this shirt is available in all sorts of styles sizes and colors and i use the revenue to fund promohomo.tv so check it out i think everyone almost everyone is a hopeful sexual don't you I'm back with Jax Kelly on the snowstorm, and we're talking about the historic survey out now for LGBTQIA plus uh, adults in California age 50 and up from challenges to resilience. Uh, so Jax, the first time I took the survey, I tried to take the survey, I was taking it on my phone and I got to a screen and I realized that I had answered a question incorrectly and I couldn't get back. So I just stopped and then I didn't complete the survey. And then I went back and I completed the whole survey. And uh, as you know, right before Thanksgiving, I went through this very uncharacteristic depression. I was sick in bed alone for 10 days. I found myself wanting to die all day, every day by the end of it. I was asking my smart speaker, uh, you know, painless ways of committing suicide. I did have a I did have a, a safety wall in place in that if I thought I was really in harm of hurting myself, I would get in the car and drive to the ER. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't to the point where I didn't see that as an option if I was there, but I did know I was just in a place I hadn't been before. Long story short, I got physically better, but I reached out to my primary care physician. I asked to be on an antidepressant for the first time in my life. 
I got referred to a psychiatrist. I've been on that antidepressant for two and a half months. It's been transformative in my life. But uh, I know what it's like to to be with to deal with isolation and suicidal ideation and loneliness. And uh, as I was answering the survey, what came out for me was two things. I could see my own privilege in the way that I was able to answer a lot of these questions because I was thinking about all the different people that would be answering it. So it helped me identify how my privilege in life had allowed me to access a lot of these things and how the services that I have gained access to have empowered me. And then I got to see how other people are dealing with still very significant challenges. For example, one of the questions, do you feel safe in, in, in your, do you feel like it's safe? How safe do you feel it is in your community to go out as a gay person? Well, in my community, the answer to that specific question is yes, I feel it's safe. But then it asks you, how safe do you think it is in your community to go out as a trans or a non-binary person? Now, clearly, I don't know from personal experience what that's like, but from everyone I hear, my, my best answer to that, guess, that question is it's not safe. Even though we're in California, I would be surprised if there's any community in which a trans person feels safe when they leave their house. I can't speak for them. I'm just looking at the data. Yeah, you know, and even here in Palm Springs, it wasn't too long ago that one of our uh, well-known residents was attacked, a gay man was attacked in a neighborhood that's known for, you know, for having gay people. Uh, and, and he died subsequently, uh, George Zander, the late great exactly. George Zander, Google, Google his story. Right. Was so uh, it's not inconceivable. So I think what, it, I think the, uh, the stereotype that maybe this survey will break down for us is that, um, that's, people in rural areas are more likely to feel unsafe. And what maybe what might turn up in this survey is that even people in a, in a community that's as LGBTQIA accepting as Palm Springs feel just as unsafe. And part of it could be because there are, are you know, efforts, uh, even in this blue state to actually pass anti-trans laws. Um, or to take LGBT books out of high schools, or you know, to actually decide that drag queens can't perform in in, in uh, bingo or any live events in this state of California. So it's absolutely incredible, but we always have to be vigilant. Well, you know, the reason I'm looking to. Uh the side is because um, there was breaking news in uh, South Carolina uh, that um, the ban on medically ne ne necessary health care care for transgender youth has passed in the in South Carolina mm -hmm. uh, and that's you know that's just one example where where our community is under is under attack yeah you know and it, I, you and i remember it wasn't too long ago when uh, i think it was really around the clinton administration when everybody was kind of like saying that uh if one state passes 
uh, gay marriage, then because of the way the constitution is written, all the states have to acknowledge those marriages from that state. And, but what happened was that, you know, state by state, they all started passing anti-marriage laws. It was, you know, so I, I think we're at a, one of those waves in history where uh, we're gonna see a lot of anti-trans, anti-LGBT uh, legislation until, um, we actually work it out of the system all over again, finally and for good. Um, uh, Elk Whistle, a.k.a. Aaron Terry, is another friend and supporter of my show. Do we have to be residents of California to do this survey? The answer is yes. Yeah, you know, it's really good about this survey because I, you know, I, when I post things on social media, I'm sure I, it gets read by people all over the place. Well, of course, and, because it's you. Yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know but how that goes. Reality. I'm sorry. I know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're a media person, so you know. But the, the the beauty of this survey is that the first three questions, right? Are you over fifty? Are you a member? Do you identify as LGBTQIA? And are you a resident of California? If you can't answer yes to all three of these, you you are, don't proceed. You don't proceed. Right. So yes. Very easy. Now, so you, can, I, you can promote it to people in Nevada. They'll, they'll just they'll just be done with it in 30 seconds. Well, and, and frankly, I think it's great that everyone knows California is doing this. So uh, Aaron wants to know how the um, data will be used. I'm going to revisit some of the language around that, and then, Jax, you can add to it. So California's survey of midlife and older LGBTQI plus residents will paint an up-to-date and comprehensive statewide portrait. To offer insights about the experiences of marginalized and underserved LGBTQIA plus communities, the survey team is oversampling Black, Indigenous, people of color, Hispanic, Latinx, and Asian Pacific Islander communities, as well as rural and frontier communities. The survey data will, be, will form a first ever baseline data set which will be available to other researchers in an open source format to encourage additional research and policy attention to the needs of midlife and older LGBTQIA plus Californians. Can you give some more practical examples of what you think will come out of the data? Well, I'll, I'll do that in a second, but I wanna just say one thing because um, the, the idea that this is the first ever survey of LGBTQIA older persons, right? Uh, has implications for the LGBTQIA community on a broader sense, right? Because if we do a good job with this survey, then we can do a, a good job with other statewide surveys that benefit our community. But if we don't do a good job with this survey, if we decide as a community that we're like not gonna participate, that we're not gonna like give up information, that we're not, you know, we're just going to be in the closet an, a, one more time, then uh, any other survey that deals with our community is probably not even going to get off the ground. So, um, but the information, if you want to have services in any governments and any government organization, and and I think people who understand this really are, are, are you know, people like me who are HIV positive, who, um, who remember the history of HIV in this country and how, you know, there were people who, uh, you know, ACT UP, for example, who, you know, there was a lot of social, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, protests 
um, people were dying, right? Those things get people's attention, right? The next thing that people gets people's attention is numbers and data. So when you have numbers and data and you can identify what's going on in a community more in more ways than just you know, storytelling or anecdotes or people testifying in front of committees, if you can go and say, this is what this is how the community identifies its needs. This is how fearful the community is of being LGBTQIA in, in their own homes, in their own neighborhoods. Um, you can identify those numbers, then you are going to get action out of your state legislature. Well, I told you the time would race by, and uh, it has. Uh, what would you like to say in conclusion? And by the way, even though your face froze a few times during the broadcast, your voice still came through. It just oh. looked like you were getting, you know, periodic Botox throughout the broadcast. <laughs> you know, you know. I told the, you the, this camera was working for me, right? That's okay. The, the important thing is that we got the, the information out there. But what would you like to say in conclusion? Yeah, I, I couldn't uh, say more about, please it, share this survey with friends, uh, rel relatives, uh, com your community. Uh, it should be, you know, if you get a chance to make a copy of the flyer and print it in your local community center, uh, your doctor's office, anywhere, um, that would be great. Because the more people who understand uh, what we're try trying to do, and we've got a few, we've got a few weeks to do this. So take the time, get the word out, and uh, this will be a real big success. Um, Yvonne, I'm loving your energy and participation, Yvonne. Uh, she says, I'm assuming that your pronoun is she, so forgive me if that's incorrect. Uh, we can use the survey even if we cannot take it and help the standard, uh, help it be the standard across the country. Rock says most of his friends here in California are 50 plus. So he will share. And he also says, my mom always said, it's not, it's not the house you don't like, it's the people. When I said, I can't stand this house when I was younger. No different if you, repla if you replace place with community. Um, so yeah, uh, at any rate, Jax, it's been a great show. You were always welcome on my show because you know what? I'm going live every night, so I have lots of openings. Okay. I look yeah. forward to coming back soon. Yeah, that would be great. Any any time that you want. And and uh, thanks again for being here. And to everyone out there watching, just a reminder that within minutes, this is across all podcast platforms. Jax, I, Jax I've really become a promo homo. I mean, totally over the top. Because within minutes, this will be on uh, Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts. And there's others that I, I forget about. So thank you for being here. And Everyone, have a good night. In a safe place, I got room to breathe. Been a long chase, but at last I'm free. These open woods, I knew I could find peace here. Nothing